the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. My name is Tammy Hobbs-Meraki. I'm a postulant for the priesthood here in the Diocese of Massachusetts, and I am serving this year as an intern here at Trinity Church. Um, And since this is my first time in the pulpit, I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank all of you for making me feel so welcome here. I've been here for just a few weeks, and I already feel like I'm becoming a member of the community. So thank you for that. Um, If I've had a chance to speak with you, you might also know that I'm the mother of three sons. And a few weeks ago, I traveled with my oldest, Matthew, as he settled into his first semester at college. I should have gotten used to the idea I know um, by the time he left. He did start looking at schools two years ago. And when he started thinking about schools, the only thing he knew he wanted was not to go to school around here. (laughs) At the time, I didn't know that he was going to end up in Southern California. So it's about as far as he could be from here. That's where he is. But, you know, as long as he lived in our house, we could keep an eye on him. If things weren't going well, we could notice. We could offer help. And even though I knew he didn't want to be around here... I said to myself that as long as he's on the East Coast, we could be close enough to keep an eye on him, to visit him from time to time. I was holding on very tightly. The certainty of having Matthew in our house with us was disappearing. And my fear kicked in. What if he's lonely? What if he needs help and he doesn't know how to get it? What if something's wrong and there's no one there to notice? We won't be there to keep an eye on him. How could I possibly let go? This experience with Matthew came immediately to mind as I reflected on this week's gospel. The cry of the apostles for Jesus to increase their faith. If we think about where we are in the gospel right now, it helps us understand um, today's reading. Jesus at this time was moving towards Jerusalem, and he was spending his traveling time with his followers, trying to pass on as many of his teachings as he could before his death. In the previous chapter of Luke, he had just rebuked the religious leaders and the wealthy of his time for neglecting the poor. And lest his disciples become too self-satisfied at the rebuke of their opponents, at the beginning of chapter 17, Jesus turns to offer counsel to them. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, he says, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were strapped around your neck and you were thrown into the ocean than that you cause one of these little ones to stumble. And then he continued, if someone has offended you, if they repent, you must forgive. And if that same person sins against you seven times and asks for your forgiveness seven times, you must forgive. And using this symbolic number seven, Jesus is indicating not only forgive them seven times, but forgive them always. And this is the point at which we arrive at today's reading. The apostles' response to Jesus' teaching we just heard 
How can we possibly do what you're asking of, of us, Jesus? Never to be a stumbling block to new followers? Always to forgive? Always? How can we possibly do this? And we might imagine them also saying, And by the way, Jesus, we're feeling more than a little concerned about the consequences if we don't quite pull it off. Millstones on our neck and being thrown into the sea? How can we possibly do this? You've got to help us. You've got to increase our faith. And in response, I have to say, Jesus gives a fairly enigmatic reply. He says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. What do we make of this? The disciples are earnestly asking Jesus for the faith to do what he has just told them they're going to be called to do. And Jesus says this. On the face of it, it seems to me that Jesus is chastising his followers. You don't have enough faith. Your faith would only have to be the smallest of small amounts for you to do these miraculous things. And you don't have that much faith. It's puzzling to my ear, and it makes me curious to learn more. What if instead of hearing a harsh response, we can imagine Jesus saying to his followers, Yes, the demands are heavy. It will take everything you have to help bring about God's kingdom on earth. And you have been given everything you need. For God to be able to do amazing things through you. What if, instead of condemnation and harshness, we could hear Jesus lovingly encouraging his disciples? Turns out, this is one way of reading Jesus' teachings. If we think about the the text here, if we go back to the Greek, um, what we have is a conditional. If you had faith... That's a conditional statement. If this happens, then that. Um, And there are different ways of stating a conditional in Greek. Um, One is, for example, if I were to say, if I were you, Becky, I would do the following. That's called a contrary to fact conditional. We're stating a conditional, but it doesn't hold. But another way of stating a conditional in Greek would be to say something like, If Jesus is our Lord, and he is. Well, if we look at the text of today's reading, we're actually reading one of those factually based conditions. We could hear Jesus say to his followers, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, and you do, you have faith to do amazing things. This is one way to hear what Jesus is saying, that they have been given everything they need in order to do what Jesus is asking of them, to help bring new people into their community, never to be a stumbling block, to live in Christian community, and to forgive always. This reading shifts our understanding of Jesus' teaching, doesn't it? We do have faith to do amazing things. So why doesn't it always feel like it? 
We can't move mulberry trees to the ocean or, as this teaching is recorded in Matthew, move mountains to the sea. Why don't we feel like we have faith for God to do amazing things through us? I don't know about you, but for me, I think I get in the way. We can be capable. We can be competent. We can move things in our own lives. We can lead teams to design products. We can create companies that deliver valuable services. We write lesson plans and teach classes. We can imagine things and bring them into being. A delicious meal, an inspiring piece of music, a team championship. We can move things in our own lives. We're competent and capable, and that may be what gets in our way. We hold tight to make sure that we realize the outcome we're looking for, and we can be lulled into thinking that we're in control. We can be lulled into thinking that we have to control. We move things in our own lives, but we become anxious and tired and not feeling like we have everything that we need for God to work through us. You may be familiar with the English cleric, John Henry Newman. Newman has something to say on this topic of self-sufficiency and attempt to control outcomes. These are his words. God has created me to do some definite service. God has committed some work to me, which has not been committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know of it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. Therefore, I will trust God. God does nothing in vain. God knows what God is about. So on that day, when Matthew was about to move into his room on campus, I went for a walk. At the end of the street where we were staying, there's a bench on a bluff overlooking the town and then the beach and then the ocean. I felt like I could see forever. And as I sat, I get a momentary glimpse of how vast God is, how I am a part of that vastness, how I am a link in God's chain, and how, yes, I am called to move things in my own life. There are boys to raise, to be ready to leave home. There's church to help make happen. Sermons to write, candles to light, and the body and blood of Christ to share. But I am also called to see how all of these things are links in God's chain and how I can rest into that truth. We have faith that can say to a mulberry tree, plant yourself in the ocean. We have been given everything we need for God to do amazing things through each of us. Lord, increase our faith.
Amen.